You are now listening to the Unshakable Health Podcast with Dr. Thomas Hemingway. All right. Oh, what a pleasure to be back. Another week, another amazing podcast. I'm just so enjoying this recent string of lots of interviews with just the experts in their field. We have another one of them today that you're going to find not only fascinating, but enlightening and so dang educational. You're going to love it. She is an amazing woman, mother, entrepreneur, such a talented lady. I can't wait to get into it. But before that, I just want to thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for subscribing. And thank you for dropping a review. Those are so valuable to me. I read each and every one and they just help get the word out. It helps people to find us, to find the movement that we are sharing of unshakable health and how that is achievable and simple. So thank you right out of the gates for listening and for sharing. If you haven't done it already, please drop a review. So easy to do. Scroll down on Apple all the way down to the bottom where you see those five stars and click on the one farthest to the right. I hope you'll love that. And write a review, a little little bit of a box below that says write a review. And I'm going to share with you one that I just got yesterday. Oh my gosh, excellent podcast. It's entitled Five Stars from Alex Salkin. Thank you so much. It says, quote, truly good health podcasts are like a diamond in the rough. And Dr. Hemingway's is like finding one of King Solomon's minds. A must listen for anyone who is serious about their health. Oh my gosh, Alex, this was so gracious. Thank you so much. This was touching. I thank you. Oh, I read all of these guys, so if you haven't done it already, please, please, please drop a review, screenshot it, and tag me, whether it be on Instagram at Dr. Thomas Hemingway, that's Dr. Thomas Hemingway, or on Facebook, Thomas Hemingway, LinkedIn, the same, and I'm even over there on Twitter, believe it or not, Doc Hemingway. So follow me wherever you get your, your social media stuff done, and please subscribe to the podcast. It helps so much, and drop a review. So thank you in advance. Thank you again, Alex. That was so sweet. Thank you. So kind. Appreciate that so much. So we're going to get into this amazing episode. And before I do that, I just want you to know that um, I am grateful and I am just so appreciative of you guys. I just had this weekend, two days ago, I just had an amazing live Zoom call with my Thrive community, and we talked about so many incredible things. There were so many questions, so much input from everyone. It was actually kind of kind of beautiful. And I don't mean to be corny, but it was it was really fun. And I hope that more of you can join us there. Such a great community, so supportive of one another. And lots of fun, lots of education, but it's also entertaining. It's good fun, lots of content. So hop on over to the Thrive community. You can find a link in my bio on Insta or at my website, thomashemingway.com. I would love to share that with you. And for now, I just want to get you pumped. Get out of your seat, standing ovation. This is a woman that not only is just an incredible fitness and transformation expert, you may know her from ABC's Extreme Weight Loss. She was on TV for a while coaching people in literally the the most trying circumstances, folks that wanted to lose not just 10 or 20, but hundreds of pounds. And she and her partner then really just crushed it with this extreme weight loss show. But I think what you'll find even more impressive than her sort of weight loss expertise is the transformation part. And she is vulnerable in this interview. She shares what it's like to be a woman, an entrepreneur, a published author, a mother of four kids. Like, 
Oh my gosh, guys, I appreciate that as much as anything. She is a mom, four children. There's so much there, and yet she still believes it's so critical to take that time to work her body, work up a sweat, move her body, teach her kids to move their body, eat well, all the things, and she may even have a cookie. Like She was so real in the interview. I can't wait to share it with you. This is Heidi Powell. So grateful to have her on the show. Here we go. All right, perfect. So today's guest is uh, such a sweet, sweet individual who's a powerhouse in all things health, fitness, family. She tells me she's an open book, and I know that of her. We've connected several times uh, recently. We shared the stage in an event uh, this past January, and she is just an amazing human. Miss Heidi Powell is here with us. How are you, Heidi? Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. Such a kind in- intro. That Those are the best words someone could say. I'm great. Uh, Thanks for having me. Uh, such a pleasure. I, as you know, we say in Hawaii, big aloha to you. We're so oh. pumped to have you on today. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I wish I were in Hawaii. Not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? I, 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 sh- I share the same sentiment. When, every time I'm gone, I'm like, ah, when do I get back? When do I get back? So, so just for starters, Heidi, I would love it if you would just kind of give a little bit of a background, you know, who is Heidi Powell? Just a little bit of where you come from. How did you get to be this powerhouse woman fitness icon as well as, you know, your mom, your mother of four, you have so many talents, like just tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got to where you're at. Oh boy. So I'm, I'm a long winded person. So let's see how concise I can keep this. Um, I think the most important thing is I am, you know, introducing yourself is, is an important thing because usually we start with what we've done and how the world knows us. But the reality is I'm trying to shift that to who I am. I am a constantly evolving person who really appreciates life and joy and fun and the accomplishment and all the feelings that come with that. And I also have four beautiful kids. So I'm a mom of four um, and I'm a friend of many. Uh, The world knows me mostly. uh, I would say, I I think for the most part, from my time on a show called Extreme Weight Loss, where my ex-husband and I, Chris, uh, help people lose hundreds of pounds over the course of the year. So we help them lose half their body weight over the course of the year. And um, that that's kind of where I first got a start in public, right? In what I'm doing right now. And really, that was the first time I realized that I was a person who had gifts that could impact and help the world. Um, and since I've been a trainer and a transformation specialist for lack of better words, um, and since my divorce, I've kind of gone on to evolve into my own. I only knew my work in the public, um, inside of transformation, you know, helping people lose hundreds of pounds over the course of a year. But I've since then realized over the past five years that weight loss is wonderful. Physical transformation is great. And it's this thing where, you know, if I can help people lose 200, 300 pounds over the course of a year, you can do anything, you know, it shows what is possible. But I also know that the real gold, the real meaning is in helping people learn to love themselves, not just love who they are at the end of their journey. um, But most importantly, helping people love and accept and see the value that they have now in this state of brokenness that most people believe they're inside of, because it's not until we can accept and love and appreciate all of the parts of who we are, all of the imperfect parts of the human that God made us to be, that we will actually ever appreciate 
a goal such as losing a couple hundred pounds. Um, it really is a, I, I find so much joy in the journey. It's not about where I want to go. And I want people to see that too. It's not about where you want to go. It's about where you are now and who you are now and knowing that we are infinite, powerful people. I think the thing I maybe, I, one of my biggest strengths is seeing in people what they can't see in themselves. I actually can usually see in somebody else more than I can even see in myself. So when you say powerhouse, I'm like, well, <laughs> I mean, I just show up every day. I believe in the power of and. I don't think I have to be one thing or another. I think I can be a mom and a person who helps the world. I think I can be happy and also feel sad. I think I can be successful and also appreciate failure. Um, I just, I, I'm a person who lives life to the fullest and I want to help other people do the same. That's wow. a little bit about that, me. <laughs> yeah, no, that's amazing. And, and you're so humble, right? I mean, you're a published author, you have the TV show. I mean, you've done so many great things and yet you circle back to this simple, simple principle about how beautiful life can be when you recognize who you are. You know, when you just say, okay, I'm somebody who helps people. I help people to see more in themselves. What a, what a gift. I think that is incredible. And you've, you've been crushing it for many, many years. How did you even get like kind of interested in this whole space in the first place? I mean, I'm just curious. I actually don't know that part of the story. <laughs> it's so funny because I, I was on a live. We just started our 60 day challenge, our fourth one today. Mm -hmm. Today was day one. And on my live, I was explaining to them what my goal has evolved into for what these challenges are and what I do. And what's so interesting is, and I hate to even say this because I'm like, man, I'm going to go against what everyone says you should do with your goals. you got to set them high and you got to reach for them. But the reality is I am such an in the moment person. And, and I was such an insecure person who did not believe I was meant to be anything great. I thought I was meant to help people be great, like help Chris reach his goal, help and I'm grateful for that. But the reality is because of that, and because I've always just appreciated all of the parts of where I've been, things have just opened up and become for me. And I am someone who, when I see an opportunity and something feels good, I follow my heart and it's created beauty. And it's created a part of me that knows that I can dream now. And that knows that I can do this, but to be honest, right out of high school. So I grew up in a very fit family. My dad looked like Mr. Clean with all the muscles and my mom was a fitness Barbie. And they were, they were great. Um, also though, because of that, because I grew up in a fit family and I saw my mom beautiful and it was during a time where, uh, fat free and low carb and all, all of these diet trends and crazes were so everywhere. Um, I, and, and I was a cheerleader and a gymnast. I was the person who they threw up in the air. I had a very fixed mindset, not a growth mindset. And I, you know, as I've learned more about it, I'm like, wow, I can see why I ended up developing a really severe eating disorder in high school that went into my twenties, uh, well into my twenties. And it was because I felt like in order to be enough and in order to be loved, I needed to look a certain way I needed on the magazines back then it was skinny people and you know, all of the Twiggy, you know, it was like they were celebrating Twiggy of the past and the people in the present that were super Kate Moss, right? And I, I felt like I, you know, if I couldn't work out because I had a knee surgery, that means I can't eat. It was a lack of education, a lack of knowledge. Ironically, in the middle of my eating disorder, because I was so uh, worried about not looking the part, 
um, I was a trainer. So I trained right out of high school and I hated it. I hated training in a gym because I wasn't getting results with my clients. And in hindsight, it's because I couldn't take care of myself, right? When we try to take care of other people uh, before we know or understand how to take care of ourselves, it just doesn't work. We end up burning out. We end up not feeling happy. And I wasn't. Um, so I actually was only a trainer for about a year. I've always loved fitness though. I don't think I understood that fitness could be good for you. Cause it was, I had an unhealthy relationship with fitness. I had an unhealthy relationship with food. Like I knew how to diet, but not in a way that was a lifestyle. It was super deprivational. Um, so I, after high school, after my year of training, I actually left cause I ended up getting married very young and to support my family. I went into business. I was in real estate. I actually really, really, really love business. I love it. Like it's so much fun. Um, and I love that's my brain is a very strategic type of a brain. And I was in real estate. I did home loans and mortgages for a while. And I found so much joy in helping people afford and get into a home that they only dreamed of. And then I got into fix and flips because my dad was in real estate It's in my blood. I have three brothers, got into fix and flips, and I would buy a home and renovate it and give it to someone that was looking for a home that they could actually afford. So I've always been in the game of I wanting to make people happy. Um, and then divorce happened. I had two kids and I was at a really low point in my life. Um, just a like eating disorder patterns were band-aided, right? But they weren't solved. And I think I thought they were solved. They weren't. I had a band-aid on it that happened as a result of having kids. Um, and I ended up going to a lot of therapy and <clears throat> in the middle of like an identity crisis. And I think in any big shift in our lives, um, we go through that, right? I'm, I'm sure even, and I, even for you guys in your family and moving from Hawaii to Utah for these months that you're there, when you take what feels so normal to you, even if it's an, an unhealthy normal, marriage was unhealthy for me, getting out of it was healthier, but I had to recreate who I was. And through therapy, I was actually directed to a self-improvement course seminar. <clears throat> And I did it. And when I showed up there, I was not interested in men, nothing. And I met this guy there named Chris Powell. <laughs> and Chris was at the time living out of his car. And I'm a fixer. So I'm like, oh, living out of his car, business is a mess. He's in debt, hasn't filed taxes. Let me help fix him because I can do that. So I actually, <clears throat> Chris and I met at a time where we were super raw and vulnerable and both struggling to find our way and we connected and I was so um inspired by the fact that this guy that I met could dream so big like I remember him being like he's living out of a car barely getting into a rental and he's like I he sold me on his mission and he was on a mission to do good in the world he had said I want to be recognized at the end of my life for doing good. Like I want to be respected for having made a positive impact in this world. I want to be, he had these, you know, I'm, he actually said, I'm going to be the Ty Pennington of weight loss, you know, extreme makeover. Home oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of my favorite know, shows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And what was so crazy is to see him manifest and dream big, have the intention, but then he paired intention with action. 
every single day. He paired it with action. And I was his just behind the scenes worker, worker, worker. And I would, because we both had a fitness background and we love fitness. We would work out together. We would film videos together. I started helping him with his online thing. I would do new segments with him and it evolved. He had one transformation he'd done at the time with this guy named David Smith. Um, we ended up creating a show that was soon sold to ABC, but I was his manager and I helped create, I protected him. I was his protector. <laughs> and when we sold the show, they had eight, they said, okay, we're going to cast eight individuals at one time. And Chris is like, oh, I can do it. And then the door shut and he's like, what am I going to do? Like he didn't know how to do so many people at one time. And I knew that I didn't necessarily love the diet and exercise component because it felt unhealthy for me. Uh, but what I didn't know at the time was that people who were four, five, 600 pounds were the exact same as I was. Like they had food addiction the same way my anorexia turned to bulimia, turned to food addiction. They and I were the same. It's just our addictions had looked completely different. And so Chris, who was this amazing sciencey guy who was, you know, oxygen depletion and glucose compensation, all the things he was not really an app. He, he didn't understand that emotional, like I'm broken, <laughs> like let me, I'm human side where I did. And so eight contestants turned to 16 because season two was picked up quickly. And I was Chris's while he traveled and did it in front of the camera stuff. He taught me and I taught him. So I had a dad who was an addict and he, I had my own issues. And so we infused um, a lot of AA type things and uh, rehabilitation and treatment type stuff that we had learned through different rehabs and therapies that we had been through. And uh, I loved it. When I realized that physical transformation could also be emotional transformation, and not only could it be, but it had to be in order for the weight loss to be permanent, you know, and it was trial and error. We had six years complete six full years of transforming lives 24 7 365 and we very quickly found there were you know people who gravitated toward chris and people who gravitated toward me and over the couple first couple seasons the producers started seeing what was happening at home and pulling me on camera and it was like a sink or swim i'm like gosh this is really freaking uncomfortable <laughs> i hated the camera um, but I also was too scared to ever say no to anything. And it was great. Like my weakness and wow. not being able to say no pushed me to become better. Um, and yeah, over time, it's like, I found where I belong right now. You know, I found what I love. I, one of my favorite things to say is even in my challenges and everything I do, I'm going to bring you in with what you think you want, which is the workouts and the diet nutrition. And then I'm going to serve you what you really need. And you're going to leave here not knowing what the heck happened. Like a weekend to any program I do, my favorite compliment is people saying, I had no idea that I could learn that I could have these light bulb moments. I had no idea the mental shift that could happen that actually equates to, yeah, physical success, but it's so much more right? You can apply it toward relationship. You can apply it toward family. You can apply it toward career. It's just, we apply it toward physical fitness. Yeah, no, that, wow, you gave so much there. And I want to just unpack a couple of the <laughs> just super salient pearls that you shared. And one, I love, we started a little bit talking about goal setting, and then you talked about vision, which I think 
trumps goal setting every day of the week. I think sometimes we get wrapped up in this goal setting thing. And I think goal setting is fine. I, <laughs> I set my own goals. Got it. But I think it lacks a lot of times a bigger vision. You know, I feel like sometimes we just need to cast this like who we want to become. And then we set goals along the way. Like if we just said, I want to lose 20 pounds, I want to lose 10 pounds, I want to be able to do this long of a run. And right now I can barely walk. Like that's great. I love setting goals, but I feel like sometimes that's just, yeah, it, it doesn't teach us how to live. And you're, you're casting this bigger vision. And I think you're, so good at it, seeing the potential in people and really kind of seeing the bigger vision. Like, I, I would love to see how, like, tell me a little bit about how that breaks down when you um, help an individual client. Say you're trying to set a goal, but how do you get them to not only do the goal, but to make that the lifestyle? Because that's what really matters in the end. You and I both know that it's the lifestyle. So how do you get them to do that part? Not just like check off the list. I lost 10 pounds. Like, tell us about that. You hit on something so great. You said, it's not about the goal. It's about who you want to be. And I mean, everything that I'm about to say could be summed up, summed up in that. It is not about the goal. It's who you want to be. And anyone, we talk about this. We would talk, talk about this on day one of the show. I talk about this in my groups. Um, anyone who sets a goal, believing that when I reach this goal, then I'll be happy. When I lose the weight, then I'm going to be happy. When I have a million dollars in my bank account, then I'm going to be happy. When I, A, B, whatever it is, fill in the blank. You are going to be sorely disappointed. This is the thing my dad taught me years ago. And I don't think I really understood it until I was older and had lived it. Uh, but it's the difference between weight loss and transformation. Weight loss is calories in, calories out. You say you want to hit a number. We can do it, right? You're probably not going to do it for very long. It's not sustainable. So your goal long-term is not attainable, but we can get you there. You're going to bounce back. You're going to gain more weight. You're going to be really unhappy when you get to your goal and you realize you're not happy at all, right? Like that the answer wasn't there. It's like my dad called it lottery syndrome, like people who win the lottery, right? Thinking that's going to make them happy only to get there realizing that, they got more money and with more money comes more problems, right? <laughs> Transformation is heart, mind, and soul. And once you have those figured out, and that's part of the learning to love yourself now, and I have very easy uh, met methods to that, uh, then no matter where you point it, your goal that's in alignment with that, you're going you're gonna to find happiness. Uh, there. So for me, um, I really was challenged in this after, cause I don't think I really had a vision, right. When I was married to Chris, I, my vision was let me make him happy. And so many people listening, I think can resonate with this. We don't know our worth. We don't know our value. And so we seek our value and our worth in other people by <clears throat> making them happy, saying yes to this, not creating boundaries, not not focusing on filling our cup. We're so busy filling other people's cups because we don't know who we are. We're insecure and we're trying to get the validation from them, right? Only to feel empty at the end. Uh, after the divorce, when I was like, what the heck? Like <clears throat> I just spent a decade of my life doing, and it was great stuff because we created a show and I have all the things, like I have the tools. I learned more than I ever thought I could in that period of time. I became someone, but it was, only by default of me not being able to say no and me wanting some craving someone's love so bad or whatever it was, right? 
So I had to sit with myself because I didn't know what direction I was going to go after the divorce. I was like, do I even belong in fitness? Like, is this even me? Or was this a thing that I did to try and make a relationship work, right? Try and make someone love me or whatever it was. So I, and I had a lot of people saying, what are your goals? And I was like, what? It doesn't matter. Like my goals don't matter. It does not matter. So what I ended up doing was practicing what I preach and creating my why, getting super clear with my why statement. It's so funny because I taught people for years to create their why. But I think because I was just on a track that worked, I never stopped to do mine. I thought my why was something that I, outside of me, I kind of had, it was on a relationship or a family or whatever it was and getting clear with my why that is the core. And anyone listening, getting clear with your why is 100% the step you should do before you have any what, which is a goal. You shouldn't even think about your what. And if you have a what, if you have a goal and you don't know what your why is, you can plan on that falling apart at some point or not bringing you happiness. It's like building a house on a wet cement or even like no foundation, a shaky, cracky foundation. Like you got to have a strong foundation, then build the house, right? So it, people go the opposite. They usually start with the how, then they go to the what, and then they're like, oh yeah, this is my why. No, you've got to go why. And then it's the what, okay, this is my goal. And now how, what's the plan after that? Like, what is the plan? That way, no matter what, opportunities become so much clearer. You have, we have opportunities everywhere. And there's a lack of clarity usually in which ones we should take and which ones we shouldn't take, even in weight loss, right? There's so many opportunities for challenges and programs and things. They all work, right? But you have to find the one that aligns with your why. Like once you know what that is and you can say no to this, no to this, no to this, yes to this no to this, you start clearing your plate. So for me, I had to become clear with my why. And then I actually took like of the 10 things on my plate, there were so many things on my plate. I cleared eight of them. And it was so hard because some of them were financially viable for me, but I'm like, nope, I have to trust that if I clear the path and I know my direction, that what's meant for me will come. And it'll clear room for, you know, it'll clear away the things that aren't, that will are stopping me from where I ultimately want to go. And in that happiness is so, and peace and aliveness and all of the core values, right? There's so much more prominent as you're moving through your life. Yeah. Start with the why. Wow. They know that was, that was beautiful. And, and the Japanese have a word for that. They call it ikigai. And those of us that really focus on that kind of the who we want to be, who we want to become, what's our purpose, what's our mission, what's our true why, that once we figure that out, like we're excited to get out of bed every morning. I would be, uh, let me just guess, take a wild guess. But when you get up, you're like, dang, I'm excited for today. Like I get to help all these people. I just started this challenge. It's going to be amazing. Like you wake up and you smile. Whereas many of us, you know, at least I, I did it for many years, right? It's like, dreading. I'd look at my watch and go, oh crap, my shift starts in like so many hours. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I just can't even, uh, you know, it just, you know, I got to help people at work and that sort of thing, but I was dreading it. I was stuck in this hamster wheel and I didn't have a big why at that time. And so finding the why, that's beautiful. I love that. Thank you. And, and anytime you wake up and, and I have times where I'll wake up and be like some, and I'll go throughout days and something's not right. And I can almost always 
track it back to the fact that I've said yes to something that is out of alignment with my why almost always. And once, and there's fear, like in the nine to five that you talk about where maybe you woke up and you were unhappy or unclear, lack of clarity, there's fogginess, all of the things we know something's not good for us, but there's so much fear in making the leap, right? Like so much fear, but until we're willing to make the leap until we're willing to be who we say we want to be, it's not just about saying, I'm going to be that person. Once you define who you are and my why statement is in, I am form. So I say, I am this, that's how I say it. And it's not, I'm going to be, it's, I am this. I state it as if it's now, because then I'm much more likely to make choices that a person that is that would make in their life. And you start bringing near you the things that will help you get there. Yeah, no, so important. I am not, I will be, or I want to be, or this would be nice. Like, I am, you know, put fill in the blanks. I am fit. I am powerful. I can do these things. I am, you know, what, what a simple yet extremely, extremely powerful. It reminds me of that book. What is it? Atomic Habits with James Clear. Like I've read it a few times and I reread it a couple of months ago. I'm like, it's so simple, but why don't we do this more? Like, ah, you know, but you've stated it so beautifully. (laughs) We don't do it because there's fear that it won't work for us. And there's responsibility if it does. And I think that's why a lot of people don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. That part. I mean, sometimes it's just, we don't like to leave our comfort zone. Maybe we have a why, but we're scared. We're like, it's just easier to show up to work eight to five and do whatever and and not have to think bigger. Not, you know, even though I really have this, you know, gut feeling that I'm meant for more than I'm supposed to do this and that, like, Sometimes it's just easier to do that, you know, punch the clock thing, you know, and I get it. I totally get it. So when you, when you walk people through this vision casting part, like how do you get them from the, I want to lose 10 pounds or 20 pounds to, I want, you know, I am this person. I am capable. I am strong. I can do whatever it is that they want to do. Like, how do you, how do you bridge that gap for them? You know, it's the same way we did with extreme weight loss. So we, uh, before every season would start, and I do this in my groups before every season would start, we would choose 15 people a season between eight and 15 people. Uh, we had a thing called casting week where 35 or 40 people would fly and we would get to spend two weeks with them to see who really wanted it. And we would go in a room, they would spend some days alone and we would watch them from afar And then they knew that Chris and Heidi were going to come speak to them for four hours one day. It was the first time they were going to meet us. And in their minds, you know that they're like, oh, they're going to give us the nutrition secrets. They're going to tell us the magic to losing weight and moving. And we'd walk in the room and say, hey, yeah, we're going to give you the diet and the exercise. It's going to take about 15 minutes. So we're going to wait to the end because that's not the important part. If you, you know, if you thought we were going to come here and give you that you're wrong. And we're about to blow your mind. And for the remaining, for the first three hours and 45 minutes, we would have a talk with them about what matters most and what matters most. And it's a thing that I thought about, even as we're talking, it's integrity. What is integrity? It's doing what you say you're going to do when you say you're going to do it, not just to everybody else, because most of us have integrity to other people, but to ourselves, to the most important person in the world. And in order for this to really sink in, we have to have everybody believe and, and at least lean on our belief 
that they are actually the most important person in the world because there's one person that directly impacts your happiness and it's you. There's one person that directly impacts my happiness and it's me. And if I cannot prioritize myself, right? If I can't put me first and if I can't realize that me having or lacking and breaking integrity to myself will either make self-love and dignity or it will completely break it. And we explain to them the thing that has caused them to lose belief in their, themselves over the years. They've tried and failed and tried and failed and tried and failed. And every single year, it's like, okay, diet starts Monday. Oh, okay, shoot, diet, didn't start, diet starts next Monday. Okay, 2012, that's my year. 2013, that's my year. 2004, okay, here we are, 2022. This is gonna be the year. I mean, it's even things as simple as, setting the alarm for 6 a.m. to work out and hitting snooze, right? These promises, the more we make promises to ourselves and we break promises to ourselves, the more we hate ourselves. It's loathing and self-hatred. And when I would look at somebody who was 400 pounds, I didn't see 200 pounds of excess body fat. Physiologically, that was the manifestation of 200 pounds of broken promises, like it's 200 pounds of not believing in the word, like their word, their reasons and their excuses were much more powerful than their word and their commitment to themselves. And it sounds so crazy, but when we lay it out for people and we explain to them that that is the recipe for self-love and we explain, okay, so that's the what, but what's the how, you know, the how is we continually what's what hasn't worked forever it's us making overblown promises every single time we try something and we fail and we stop we stop telling anyone about our goals because the more we tell our goals and people follow up and say hey how's that diet going we feel oh. bad we feel like a failure and a loser right so we make silent promises and when we start making silent promises these are promises we know we're not going to keep so instead of trying and every time we try again we think, oh, I have so much lost time. I have to make up for it. So instead of, you know, doing these five things, I got to add the six so I can go even faster, right? So we're going in the opposite direction. We're actually lessening our chances of succeeding by making humongous promises to ourselves. when we got to get back to basic, like back to neutral. And we got to start small. So the power of learning those, we call them power promises. What is one thing you can do every single day, something that's so stupidly simple that you know without a shadow about a doubt, you can do it every day. And so we start people out with five minutes of movement a day or whatever it is, five minutes. And those small things, the power of five minutes really is the power of winning. And that is the thing. Like, then you start to connect. Oh, I mean, when you go in my group, it's day one. Day one on our challenge, we've had pre-week for one week. People are in there talking about their integrity. It is the coolest thing because they actually see what makes a difference and they're connecting it to the other areas of their lives too. That is where the real, the real secrets are. Yeah. No, the integrity piece is, uh, I think you just elucidated it so clearly and so simply. And we often forget that because we're, like you said, for other people, we say we're going to do something, we do it. But to ourselves, we don't do it too often. And when we start to keep those promises, we start to take a moment and do what we need so we can fill our cup first. Like you're, you're probably great at sort of doing this with 
the, the mom role, right? You got four kids. You got to figure out like, I still need my time because if my cup ain't full, what the heck can I give them? And to these other, you know, many, many people out there that want this stuff for me, I got to fill my cup first. So beautifully stated. Thank you for that. I, I know we're getting a little short on time, but I wanted to ask you as a mother and having children now, you're, you know, looking back, you had sort of maybe some pressure growing up to be like Mr. Uh -huh. Clean, your dad or, or your mom or whatever, the Barbie doll. But what about you and your kids? How do you incorporate healthy, um, and I hate to use healthy with health, and, but, but you know what I mean, the positive side of how we stay and live healthy for kids. Like, how do you, how do, you do that with kids? What's, what's your secret? <laughs> yeah, that's a very good question, especially because I am, and I get this question a lot. It's like, hey, how do you talk about how your parents were? And here you are stepping on stage in a bikini because I am a pro bodybuilder, right? Like, so I actually do compete and I'm going to compete in November. How do I balance that with uh, my kids and having what happened to me not happen to them? My, first of all, I have to say my parents just didn't know. Like I, I, I'm going to, I look at that. My undeveloped brain would have had an issue no matter what they thought they were doing. They were trying to share what they did and what they loved the most. Uh, thankfully we're in a completely different era now. And I am so careful. I do not talk about skinny, skinny. Like, I don't even think my kids know, like even with weight loss, when we talk about what someone accomplished in our challenges, we talk about what they gained. Yeah. They lost whatever pounds or someone may have gained muscle. Right. But more than anything, anything, they gained self-love and acceptance and all of the things and food freedom. Um, and I also am grateful because I know the power of eating enough food which is something I did not know. And I had like, I eat 24, 2,500 calories a day and it blows most people's minds because it's still, we're still stuck in the deprivation mindset, but to us, food is fuel and food is power and it's strength and being strong is much better than ever being skinny. And I also love we're in a day and age where big butts are a thing, right? So it's like, you got to feed it to grow it. Uh, but, but it is very, very important to me that my kids know how much food I eat and how, and I do not believe in the power of subtracting. So I do not subtract things from my diet. I add, I'm still going to have the cookie. I'm still going to, and no one may, I don't, I don't not have those foods in my house. I actually 100% do because I remember not having them in my house when I was younger and wanting, we always want what we can't have, but if my kids want cookies or whatever, I'm going to have them eat veggies too. Right. So like we, it's like the power of adding, let's add things to our lives and let's also pay attention to how certain things make us feel. Not to say we can't have the cookies, but let's pay attention to how our stomach feels after we have something that has soy in it versus something that is real whole natural food, right? What's drinking more water. Is that having us feel yeah. more clear and focused? But at the end of the day, it's the example you set for your kids, right? They are going to do as you do, not necessarily as you say. And I know there's a lot of parents that will write in and be like, I can't get my kids to eat healthy. I can't get my kids. They don't want their veggies. And my thing is, are you eating them? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, that's <laughs> what are you doing? Because they're going to do what you do. Yeah. yeah. Couldn't, couldn't agree more. And I think sometimes that's a hard truth to accept as a yeah. parent, because our kids, not only are they watching but they're doing, they're mimicking us. And so if we are doing those things, eating healthy, eating real food, and if we have a cookie, that's fine. If we have cake at our kid's birthday, like I, you know, last week was my daughter's birthday. 
I had a ah. slice of cake. So what? I enjoyed ah. it. And we celebrated. It was amazing. Did I have uh, a second, I third, or fourth right piece? Now. No. <laughs> if cake was in front of me right now, I <laughs> because, because I also believe in one thing I try and teach my kids and everybody is we are the ones as humans that determine or create labels on foods. You either label that cookie as bad. I like it is, traditionally it is labeling a cookie is bad and labeling yeah. a veggie is good. They're not anything. They just are what they are, right? Their information, they're going to tell our body how to respond, whether it's having a stomach ache or depositing excess adipose tissue or helping us feel like revitalizing the macronutrients through veggies. But we label as good or bad. And the second we put a word like good or bad on anything, it triggers shame and shame, guilt, shame, all of the things. And when we have shame and guilt, we are much more likely, we feel like a failure. And when we feel like a failure and we tell ourselves we're a failure, even if it's subconsciously, remember the I am statement, we're going to make choices that a failure would make. And we're going to continue that downward spiral. And so eliminating a label in general, and just letting things be what they are, but adding things that balance in a healthful way. Yeah. Adding rather than subtracting. That's, that's beautiful. And I, 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 I try to share that too. There's so many things like my goal every week is to try something new and either if I make it or I get some different kind of food at a farmer's market that I've never tried before. Like there's really only three things that aren't that healthy for us, right? There's really only three, the highly processed, right? Sugars, the grains and the the seed oils. Those are really only the three bad things, not even bad, but the things that aren't going to help our bodies be you yes. know, at our best because they yeah. have all the things that you said, yeah. but everything else is good. Like there's way more good stuff out there. And it, yeah. it's just, uh, just way, it's way, oh my gosh, you made it so easy. You made it so simple. I love that. <laughs> You're awesome. So thank you, Heidi. You've been amazing. I just want to give you a chance to share whatever parting thoughts and then tell us how people can find you, how they can join your challenge and all of that good stuff. Oh, um, you know, I think the thing I'll say in parting that I think it's important for everybody to hear, um, no matter where you are in your journey, you're exactly where you're supposed to be. Whether you're listening to this and you're trying a physical transformation and you feel so far away, or maybe you hit your goal and you bounce back and you feel even further than you were before, or maybe you're in a place where it's not even physical and emotionally you're really, really struggling or you have things happening to you or mistakes that you keep making, I think it's really important to remember that you are exactly where you're supposed to be. Your existence is happening the way it's meant to happen. And I think until we can accept and grasp, like fully embrace that, we're going to keep missing the lessons that we're meant to learn. So if you can say, wow, I'm in a really hard place right now. I'm really struggling. I'll never get to that place over there. First of all, eliminate that. I'll never get there and say, I'm in a hard place. I'm really struggling. This is amazing. What is God or the universe trying to teach me right now? What can I get from this? How can I take this imperfect time that I'm in and use it as a catalyst for growth in my future? Because I, I think it was a Steve Jobs quote where it had said, Connecting the dots moving forward, like looking forward is impossible. But as we move through life and we turn around, all of the dots of the things we've been through and even the mistakes that we made 
actually all line up. We can connect every one of them. Oh yeah. I had an eating disorder because I was meant to help people the way that I help them now. Oh yeah. I did this because of this. Oh yeah. It's all making sense. So just trusting that your life is working out the way it's meant to, and everything's going to be fine. That's the thing I wish I would have heard. And I would have known, and I have to remind myself on the daily. So that's what I'm going to leave all the listeners with. Awesome. Now tell us how we can reach out to you. How can we join your challenge? All that fun stuff. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Join the challenge. We have so much fun in there. But here's the thing. We're going deep right now, but the amount of fun that we have in these challenges is real. (laughs) Like it is. We laugh a lot. So if you don't like to laugh, you shouldn't come in. Uh, But... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, go to HeidiPowell.net, N-E-T, HeidiPowell.net forward slash get fit, G-E-T-F-I-T. Um, and then on all social media platforms, I'm Real Heidi Powell, R-E-A-L-H-E-I-D-I-P-O-W-E-L-L. So simple once again, and so beautiful. Thank you so much, Heidi, for coming on today. It's just been a true gift. Uh, just appreciate oh. you so much. Aloha I to you and your you family. Are. Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh man, I loved that interview. Such a gift, Miss Heidi Powell. What a gift you are to us. Thank you so much for that. That was amazing. I hope you all enjoyed that as much as I did. So much value there. I hope you will follow her at The Real Heidi Powell on Instant. In fact, right now, as she shared with you, she just started, just started this week, a 60-day challenge, which is amazing. You can still get in on it. She promised me that for this group right now listening, she will let you in. You will get on her 60-day challenge. It'll be transformational. It's going to be amazing. So hop on over to The Real Heidi Powell on Insta. Take a a look at the show notes here. You'll find how to get into her program. It's an incredible 60-day challenge she is doing right now, this week. I hope you'll jump in. And thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Please remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Please share with your family, friends, or anybody you think might have an interest in these kind of things. Health, fitness, weight loss, family, value. We talked about integrity today. I loved that part of the conversation, how to be real and to be honest with yourself. Oh my gosh, it was so powerful. So please, please, please follow me, Dr. Thomas Hemingway on Insta, Facebook, all the places, and my website, thomashemingway.com to see more of what we're doing, the programs we have. Check us out. And until then, aloha. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to this episode of the Unshakable Health Podcast. Such a pleasure and a joy to get this out to you each and every week, usually on a Thursday. Feel free to subscribe so you never miss an episode. So like, comment, share, and subscribe. And don't forget to drop a review. Drop a review over on Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcast. because at the end of the day, this is what helps so much our discoverability so we can get the word out, get these helpful and healthful nuggets to more and more people so we can help positively affect lives. That's the goal of the movement, to get the word out so we can obtain optimal health naturally. And thank you for being a part of this. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for dropping a review. It just tickles my heart. I read each and every one. So thank you, thank you, thank you in advance. And remember, at the end of the day, this is helpful information. This is information sharing. It's educational. This is not medical advice. This is not meant to be medical advice. I'm not offering medical advice. I'm just providing helpful and healthful information 
for myself and those that participate with me. None of this is medical advice. So please discuss any changes in your healthcare program and your health or other nutritional programs with your treating provider, whether it be your physician or other healthcare provider. Please discuss any changes with them and just use this information for knowledge, for education and entertainment because we're here to enjoy, to appreciate and to share. Until next time, a big aloha.